Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. This is Bewilderbeasts, an infotainment show dedicated to inspiring curiosity for all ages by investigating the ways animals intersect at humanity. I am not a historian, an ethologist, a researcher, a scientist, a zoologist, a trained audio engineer, or an expert in, well, anything. Y'all, I'm lucky if I can remember to put my clean laundry in the dryer before it gets funky. And while I make every effort to present things as accurately as I can with a fun flair, I'm going to mess up. And that's okay. I hope I've given you a nice place to jump off from on your own adventures into curiosity, or at the very least, I've given you the key to win your next round of trivia. Hello and welcome to Bewilderbeasts. I'm your host, Melissa Meekin McGrath, recording 1181 miles from Nashville, Tennessee, where St. Dolly Parton lives. Trans kids deserve to feel loved. Drag isn't a crime, and I'm so sorry, Tennessee. So shame on their government who passed a law who effectively banned same-sex marriage. That is not okay. Oh yeah, and we're talking about the history of cats and breweries. Let's go! Hi, everyone. Um, Obviously feeling a little spicy today. Um, The news out of Tennessee, the state I was born in, is very upsetting to say the absolute least. The ban on drag queens and out trans is horrible, at least horrific at worst. Who you are should never be a crime or legislated or honestly anything. I know, animal comedy show, just let me get this off my chest, when Roe versus Wade was overturned at the Supreme Court level nine months ago, ironically, the amount of time it takes to grow a whole human baby, people, myself included, were quite vocal knowing the attack on women's rights to autonomy were just the start, because it's, oh my god, this has kind of happened before because history. That's going to be a running theme through today's, again, animal comedy podcast. (laughs) Knowing that the next attack on women's rights to autonomy were just the start and that LGBTQIAA plus were definitely going to be next in the sights of governments. And here's the thing. Those state governments who are trying to ban women and the LGBTQ community and books and libraries and school curriculum that mentions race and black people in any way are wrong. And if you are someone listening in states like Tennessee, please do not give up hope. It is so hard and you are not wrong. You should not be ashamed or living in fear. They fear you, and that is why they are doing all these ridiculous, horrible things. They don't get you, and that's their problem. Although it's presently your problem, but hopefully it will get better, and it will. Not today, and not likely tomorrow either, but this is the state where it is illegal to hold hands on school grounds Because Tennessee, so, so sorry to all the preschool teachers just trying to get a flock of children safely to a park, can't have more than eight women in the same housing situation as Tennessee considers that a brothel. It's not hard to see where the lawmakers of Tennessee, a state that says you can't hold office unless you believe in God, yes, I looked it up, it is super unconstitutional, yet it is in their state constitution. Y'all, 
it is going to be a long, long, long road. But there are people like me in a world away from you who love you and are speaking out however possible. And this little show does not reach many people, but I do know that there are kids and adults alike who do listen. And I will do my best to give voice to those who haven't come out, who don't feel safe coming out, or are still sorting it out. At least you can hear that you matter. Hopefully above the noise of the par- the people in the other states who are more afraid of beards with eyeliner and books than assault rifles and fascism. And you need to hear me. You are not illegal. You are not wrong. There is nothing wrong with you. You are enough. And if you need to reach out, I can do my best to help you find resources. It's not my full lane at all. But if it's safer to do through me, this little voice in your ears right now, I got you. Use the little microphone in the lower corner of bewilderbeastpod.com and I will do whatever I can, even if it's just to listen. Whew, okay, um, hard to pivot from that. Um, but remember, <laughs> animal comedy, entertainment, education, show. So, hi, here we go. Today's episode was inspired by something Kiddo and I watched on Netflix the other night. It was a show called Inside the Mind of Cats. This show introduced me to something that I never thought of before, and hopefully this will be my greatest episode of all time because it's all about cats and we know how the internet loves cats. Um, Almost as much as I love whiskey, it turns out, and luckily this episode has both. And it also has a jaunt into the Black Death and some other really fun tidbits. Bad taxidermy makes an appearance. I'm so excited. Okay, you know what you're in for. This is not your first rodeo. Though if it is your first time here, um, buckle in. <laughs> Let's go. Scotland. When I think of it, I just think of rolling hills and water that even looks quite cold. Rocky cliffs, sheep, oh, in kilts and bagpipes and scotch whiskey, baby. But in order to have that scotch whiskey some rather unusual employees of distilleries have to show up. There is a long, long, long history of cats, yes, cats, working in an official capacity in these breweries and distilleries, all the arees. And here's just a case in point. You remember the Black Death, the plague. I mean, probably not personally, (laughs) unless you're a demon or a vampire or something, but the bubonic plague had some telltale features, signature moves, if you will. The main one being bubbles, which sounds like an excellent option at a soup restaurant. No, it's definitely not that. These were big pus sacks that developed in all the wrong places. The groin, armpits, warm, moist spots on your body, which turned into black pus sacks and erupted like Mount Vesuvius. Oh, sorry, too soon? Black pus sacks, or boobles, is how the bubonic plague earned its nickname, the Black Death. And this may actually hit home. Because weirdly, history always repeats itself in the Scary Things playbook. The first thing we do is blame other people. In this case, Jews, immigrants, foreigners, whatever that meant at the time. As this disease spread like wildfire through Asia and Europe, killing up to 50% of the European population. Two 100 million people died worldwide during the bubonic plague. The Black Death is the second place disease behind smallpox, which we have a vaccine for, so do that thing. And as people died and we blamed the wrong things first, fear spread faster than the actual disease. Hmm, I can't think of anything 
in recent history similar to this? Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Not a one. Human's gonna human. As Terry Pratchett once said, a lie can get around the world before the truth has time to get its shoes on. National Geographic has a handy dandy primer on the plague called, and this isn't made up, Plague 101. <laughs> We've known that it wasn't the rats and the mice per se that carried the bubonic plague, which once it does jump to people and gets in our lungs, was nearly 100% fatal. But one of the kinds of flea that lived on mammalian blood. So once the fleas, who presumably gave the rats the bubons, killed their host rat, they needed fresh blood. Ooh, look, a human trying to move that dead rat out of the way. Don't mind if I do. Mmm, we were the nice Chianti and fava beans to these fleas. These fleas that happily hopped from human to human, and in fact, scientific models indicate that the only way that the plague could have moved as fast as it did, and the way it did through cities and kill so many people, was not to go from rat to human directly, but human to human to human to human, like a little flea key party. Don't worry, ticks also helped because everybody needs a wingman, so the human fleas were not doing all the work. <laughs> and what better wingman than a blood-sucking disease vector tick? Hot. But as is the case through all of human history, either we didn't think it was us because we are so perfect and like are never to blame, or we knew it was us and we just pretended it wasn't. <laughs> humans do what humans do best, and that is blame someone or something else. And in this case, the blame was laid on the rats and the mice, not the fleas or us. And as a result, everyone started totally freaking out. Panic, 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 all systems go red alert, and the rats got a bad rap. A curse on them that still lasts to this very day. And you know where there are lots of rice and mats? <laughs> I mean, mice and rats. Whoopsie. <laughs> Though I could 100% go for some rice right now. My god, I'm starving. Um, distilleries and breweries. You see, there are four ingredients in beer. Water, yeast, grain, and hops. And when you're looking at scotch and whiskey, you're looking at water, yeast, and malted barley. And to be a true scotch, this grain has to be malted barley. All other whiskeys can be water, yeast, and grain, whatever's on hand. All whiskey starts with malted barley, but you can add other grains to it. But scotch whiskey must have malted barley as the grain. The more you know. And as much as I love a good peaty scotch, you know who else likes a scotch? Or at least the ingredients? <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Yep, rats and mice, baby. Malted barley is pixie sticks to those hungry little varmints. Tons of bags upon bags upon bags of barley are all lined up and stacked, waiting to be used. So a little mouse or a rat comes along, sees a beautiful storage barn of nutty cereal grain, bagged up and ready for the taking. All they have to do is chew through a tiny corner of the bag. Don't mind if I do. Take a few bites, maybe a few more, tell all my friends. Nothing to see here in unwanted roommates. Very much unwanted in the medieval period when there was a cultural fear on rats and mice due to the plague. <laughs> and that's where the distillery cats come in. See, I got there. Back when people brought in the grain that was attracting the mice, which attracted the cats... It's the medieval version of there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, but with plague doctors and no antibiotics. 
But today, the tradition of having cats never away so the mice never play is going strong. In fact, there is one cat who made the Guinness Book of World Records. This cat's name was Towser. Towser was a long-haired tortie, and if my friend Dave is listening, she was gorgeous. She was a one-kitty pest patrol and control enforcer. In 24 years, Guinness World Records took her daily average intake, which intake in this case is uh, actually dead mice on the doorstep of the Glen Turret Distillery in Scotland. And she continues to hold this record, which will probably never be broken. 28,899 fresh kill. She was so close to 29,000. So close. (laughs) She was such a mighty hunter that there is a bronze statue of this cat who lived and worked at Glen Turret from 1963 to her death in 1987. She was so beloved that her paw prints are inked on the very label of Farley's Light Highland Liquor from Glen Turret, which Trust me, (laughs) I've looked. It is a very difficult bottle to find. But it also has embossed in the glass of the bottle as if a cat had walked across the bottle when the ink, when it was like still soft glass, much like paw prints on a cement sidewalk. It's an adorable bottle and it's 300 British pounds. (laughs) It's reviewed as a discontinued liquor from Glen Turret Distillery Company, which is often regarded as its finest whiskey liquor ever produced. Is hashtag humblebrag a thing? Because I'm pretty sure that's what they just did. (laughs) Towser was such a great mouser that after her death, it took two other cats to fill her mighty paws. But, and this is rude, were selected for their friendliness and photogenic looks rather than their mousing skills harsh. Um, you're cute. Stay here for the Instagram, which has not been invented yet because it's 1989. At last check in 2015, there are still two cats trying to keep up with Towser's mighty prey drive still on the Glen Turret premises. Their names are, drumroll, Glen and Turret. <laughs> it's so easy to remember names if you've been drinking a bit of Glen Turret. Not to be outdone, the Lindoris Abbey Distillery has their own two whiskered whiskey protectors, Friar John Claw and Vespers. The good Friar likes to be the host of the bar while Vespers goes out and gets it done in the fields and in the grain storage. How do they know who's doing all the work? Well, they ended up putting GPS collars on the cats, and it turns out that Vespers, boss lady as she is, would wander the fields about a mile around the entire facility and her GPS path on the map looks like a three-year-old is still trying really hard and completely failing at staying in the lines. (laughs) Just scribbles all over the map. She catches four to five mice a day, which is on par with Towser. But what about the FJC? Well, he's lounging in the lounge, flirting with people. The owners of the distillery joke that he's more of an ambassador, really. (laughs) And by using cats in the brew house and in the distillery, we can rely on the most natural of methods for keeping prey out of the barley and out of sight. Because let's face it, the image of rats running rampant through a restaurant is not exactly something that most people will be okay with. This is a way to avoid using poisons or inhumane traps for the rats. 
the cats can do the work in Scottish distilleries to keep things running smoothly. You see, the Lindores Abbey Distillery is noted for the first mention in written word for producing Scotch whiskey in all of Scotland. I mean, MBD, am I right? Someone had to be first, but the friar who's credited with this, Friar John Cor, hence Friar John Claw. One of the coolest things that I saw in the distillery's history was when the new owners broke ground to convert some of the old farm buildings into production buildings for scotch, they discovered in the ruins on the farm an old distillation vat and further evidence of whiskey production on the site in the ruins, which they have been able to proudly display on the premises, which is super cool. I really wish I knew about this when I was in Scotland last year. I absolutely now need to go to this site. How did the new owners get a full staff on mousing duty just to keep up with the nightly mousing rounds? Well, they did what we all do when we're looking for someone to fill a niche position. Use monster.com or a jobsearchsite.org and put out a call for mousers. They used an official PR announcement. Here it is in full and it's still on their website from 2017. Quote, Distillery seeks mouser-in-chief. As we prepare to open our doors this summer, we are looking to make a couple of crucial appointments, the first being a new distillery cat. While Downing Street has relied on Larry the Cat to be chief mouser in the cabinet, the Lindoris Abbey distillery feline will play a critical role around the preserved ruins of the abbey, which date back to 1191, and all around the barley stores of the new whiskey warehouses as grain is transported from the fields surrounding the distillery to produce Lindoris Abbey whiskey. We think they are pretty big, quote, paws to fill. The candidate must be friendly, hardworking, diligent, and will be rewarded with a comfortable home and all the mice they can eat. Fellow cat Toffee will be around to show the new mouser the ropes. The other key role that needs filling is that of distillery manager. We are also looking for the right person to join us to bring Scotch whiskey distillation back to its spiritual home at Lindoris Abbey. <laughs> Please contact at lindorisabbey.com for further information or how to express an interest in any of these roles. <laughs> so I think you have to be very careful and make sure that you're applying for the right position. Otherwise, you're just going to be some dude in a field catching rats <laughs> or a cat trying to learn how to distill scotch. A Netflix show called The Hidden Life of Cats, which is where I first learned about Vesper and Friar John Claw, which is a really cute documentary if you're into cats at all. Which, based on my communication with many of you, this show is like 90% cat people and I'm totally here for it. (laughs) If the macabre is more your style or you have an allergy to living cats, you can go to the Jameson Distillery in Dublin. Smitty the cat was such a beloved team member, he was stuffed after death, so he's having a great afterlife creeping out the tourists. He's in the rafters of the barley room, and I thought, wait, Why is he in the rafters? (laughs) If they loved him, wouldn't he be on display? Y'all, my other favorite thing is bad taxidermy. I don't think their plan was to hawk him up into the ceiling beams like a really messed up creepy angel, but I think they kind of had to. (laughs) If this is your thing, please go to the Google machine and check out Smitty the Jameson Watch Cat. Not only is his face frozen in time, and yes, he is definitely watching you, but he is judging you from the afterlife as if you let loose 
the worst smelling fart in an elevator. He looks like he's watching a murder taking place in front of him for all of eternity. <laughs> Plus he's up in the rafters, so he's very dusty. And there's zero way that people are going up to this haunted dead cat to dust him. I'm so sorry, and I know in life he was beloved, but in the afterlife, he's definitely more in the taxidermy category than taxidermy. And the U.S. breweries get in on this action too, and feral cats are coming to the rescue. My favorite were the four cats out of Chicago, Venkman, Egon, Gozer, and Ray. They were brought in to help Empirical Brewery in 2016 as traditional vermin control was not working for them. In return for giving them room and board, the cats were expected to take care of mice on the premises, and it worked. The cats from the Treehouse Humane Society had quite a bit of fame in 2016. <sighs> that year. But I didn't see much after that. I did check out Venkman's Twitter account because, of course, Venkman the cat had his own Twitter account, but it was suspended. <laughs> and when I checked out how accounts get suspended on Twitter, none of the options are good. And I've seen terrible things get through on Twitter. Can you imagine how bad it had to be to have a suspended account on Twitter? My guess is that he was hacked. Rude. Or maybe he's one of the many caravanning kitties involved with QAnon and were caught on camera at the Capitol. Actually, uh, scrolling through these accounts that are now reinstated? That would probably not even be how he got suspended. So it's even worse. But over the border in Canada, the Ottawans, Ottawans? People from Ottawa seem to have perfected the trifecta of put cats to work, rescue, and knock it banned on social media. The Beyond the Pale Brewery was the first to take part of the shelter's working cat program. This is a special program to help cats who cannot be safely put in homes, but can do other things like keep mice out of your brew grains. The owner of Beyond the Pale said that once a mouse gets into a bag of grain, and they open it even just a tiny little hole, they have to chuck it. Which makes sense. I mean, do you want to drink mouse spit? They estimated that they lost thousands of dollars of grain and an important part of the beer brewing process. Even though the program was targeting barns, stables, farms, businesses like that, the brewery became the very first place that employed cats through the working cat program. Because these were not social butterfly kitties, they were locked in a room with food, water, peace, and quiet away from the hustle and bustle of active brewing businesses. Awesome. The last person to leave for the night would then open the door, and then the cats would get to work, and we have a shy, scared kitty in my house. We often say you won't see her. Most people don't. And the same for this little feral hunter. No one really sees her. She works the graveyard shift and goes back to her hidey hole in the daytime. An internet poll decided that this working cat would be named Cece, and she's doing great. According to a post in 22 in December, a happy anniversary to our amazing Cece. She's still guarding the grains and beer whilst keeping us safe here inside the brewery. She has become quite the mascot cat, and while it doesn't appear she goes into the brew house, which is not a problem because she hates crowds, and health codes in Canada kind of frown upon it, she does have some photos up on social media, which means someone can get close enough to her and she has warmed up to her job. Team CC man. Introvert cats, y'all are awesome. 
if you want to see these cats and others from around the world, including in the United States, Ireland, Scotland, England, Canada, and more, check out at Distillery Cats on Instagram or the book Distillery Cats that covers 30 of these malicious mousers and brand beacons, as well as cocktail recipes and illustrations of the kitties. And thankfully, Smitty, the watch cat, is not illustrated in his current form. (laughs) I don't think that level of nightmare fuel would sell any books, except for the ones on my bookshelf. Okay, maybe it would. I'm actually not going to yuck anybody's yum. As the Irish say when they raise a glass, which is appropriate coming out of St. Patrick's Day weekend, Slancha. So thank you for joining me today on Bewilderbeasts. Tell a friend, check out older episodes. They, I actually do have a lot of cat stories in the first season, including an all-cat special where you can learn about why cats are actually lactose intolerant, Islands of Just Cats, and Spy Kitty, the CIA's failed mission to use a cat as a real-life spy. The only explanation I have is it was the 60s. So go check it out if you want more cat stories. And thank you as always to my Patreon supporters. And if you are interested in getting in on that good stuff, go to patreon.com slash bewilderbeastpod. And thank you to the Podfix Network for letting me hang out with all the cool kids. Check out what they're doing over on podfixnetwork.com. Okay, I got today's information from a lot of places, so please stick with me. Perinfun.org.uk, thegreatcat.org slash Towser, iheartcats.com, atlasobscura.com, cbc.ca, msn.com, upi.com, odd news feral cats defend Chicago brewery from rats, thecourier.co.uk, thespiritbusiness.com, pnas.org, that is an actual report on how bubonic plague was spread, (laughs) foodanddrinkscotsman.com, lindorisabbeydistillery.com, americanscientist.org this actually was my favorite article title and it was the bright side of the black death (laughs) npr.org nationalgeographic.com and finally stupid tennessee laws at onlyinyourstate.com slash tennessee tiptoe at the back by dan Leibowitz was our beginning and outro music interstitial music by mk2 other music and sound effects come from pixabay and freesound.org support indie artists of any kind i will ask you this week to stand up for someone anyone who's dealing with an onslaught of stupidity and laws may that be women kids lgbtq teachers librarians use your voice use your art standing idly by lets those who are doing the stupid and bullying things win and vote. Looking at you, Wisconsin, get out there and do that thing on April 4th. It is important more than anything else you can do, especially now. And if you vote, let me know about it. I will send you something if you ping me and show me your I voted sticker, or at least show me that you vote. It's If it sounds good, great. Just vote, please, please, please. If not for you, then definitely for someone. You know who needs your voice to help them out because they can't do it alone. All right, cool. See y'all next week. I'm out. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. 
Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.